Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey, Transplaner friends! You're listening to The Hounds of Mercy vs. Mercy's Seven Evil Exes and All of Andake, an eight-part miniseries set in Andake that follows four shattered monster hunters in the wake of the Cataclysm. Jaron Cotter, the dragonborn rogue, is played by Hamna Shahid. Sitlali, the changeling cleric, is played by Quinn B. Rodriguez. Gentle, the triton monk, is played by Dare Hickman. And the GMing is by yours truly, Connie Chong. Toss us a follow on Twitter by consulting the show notes. Without further ado, here are the content warnings for this particular episode. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, death, trauma, blood, flirting, romance, sexual innuendos, and references to sexual entanglements. Jaron, Sitlali, and Gentle. Electricity crackles through the silent grove. Crooked whips of static stutter through the fog, lashing the mist with red-hot currents of thunder. You sprint through tall, willowy stalks of bamboo. Mercy races ahead, her long, red ponytail snapping in her wake. Your boots trample over cloud-soaked earth. Thunder vibrates the air around you. The hair on your arms, your legs, the backs of your necks begin to rise and stiffen as you draw closer to the source of the cacophony. You smell rust, blood, heady and thick, coating the insides of your burning lungs until you break through a wall of bamboo to see Oka. Oka Hien. Wings spread, a black flaming blade coiling out of a tattoo on their left arm you've never seen before. They're prone, wings bent in unnatural directions underneath them, the joints shattered with mathematical precision. Lightning sparks off their skin, red, furious, staining every part of their exposed body. Uh, or, hold on, wait, it's not lightning, it's... Blood, isn't it? Crimson, bubbling out of a hole punched through the center of their torso. And crouching next to Oka is someone none of you have ever seen before. A person in a dark cowl, leather armor covering every inch of their body. Their arm is cocked back as they loom over Oka's head, a metal spike glinting in one gloved hand ready to strike down and deal the killing blow. And that's when Mercy shouts, Hey, 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 you! Get the fuck away from Oka! And this person's head snaps up, and all of you see an immaculate bronze mask glimmering within the shadows of their hood. Mercy roars, draws her greatsword, lunges forward immediately, and swings. And this person rolls out of the way just in time as Mercy's sword smashes against the earth. This hooded person turns and begins to flee into the darkness that surrounds this clearing. And Mercy 
immediately takes off after them. Zilali, gentle, Jerome, heal Oka now! They're fucking, there's a hole in there! I'm going after this fucker! And Mercy's gonna turn tail and run after this person. Jeron, sit lolly gentle, what do you do? Jeron is going to yell out, Oka, no! And like run, like beeline towards Oka, like trying to get to them as fast as possible. Okay, Jeron, you just dart toward Oka. And as you fall to your knees, how are you? I mean, they're prone on the ground. They're bleeding out in the middle of this bamboo grove. Their wings are a crumpled angelic heap underneath them. How are you attending to them? Jaron is going to put, like, one hand behind Oka's back, like, trying to, like, cradle them, essentially, and, like, the other uh, sort of around them. And they're going to try and just see, like, what is the extent of their injuries right now? That is pretty bad. Uh, so, Jaron, why don't you make a medicine check as you fall to your knees? I think the leather, like, padding of, like, your, your knee armor, uh, like, s- splashes against the earth because it's wet here with Oka's blood. Oka is losing a lot of blood. What did you get for medicine? I got a 19. A 19. It does not look very good at all. It seems like something maybe uh, the width of like a thick wooden stake was punched through the center of Oka's chest. And with a 19, you also notice that there's an exit hole between their shoulder blades, pretty much like right between where their wings come out. It's like a clean hole just stabbed through the middle of their body. And it's on their shoulder, right? It's in the middle of their chest. It seems to have broken uh, through the breastbone there. In that case, I think Jaron is going to, like, underneath their armor, is going to rip a big tear out of their shirt and is going to try and, like, wrap it around Oka's, Oka's body, like, really tightly. Okay. With your medicine check of 19, that is successful to stabilize them for now and staunch the bleeding. You you rip a length of fabric off of your own clothes and you start to wrap it up around Oka and like, you just see like so much blood just like soaks through the fabric. You have to keep ripping like gauze and like makeshift tourniquets away to like wrap it up until you finally kind of start staunching the bleeding. Sitlali, gentle. I kind of look at Sitlali. Do you want to heal them or I can do it? What are you waiting for? Get over here! Okay, okay. Uh, I I run over there, and I use the hand of healing. <laughs> okay, how does that work? What does it look like? Uh, one action, uh, one key point, 1d8 plus 4. So you're legally getting some health no matter what. That's 10 hit points. Okay, what does it look like as you crouch? How are you administering this hand of healing, gentle? Describe it to me. Um, so the hand is glowing with like that gentle warm orange again. Uh, and it's just sort of like trying to start, I think, near the outside of the wound to start just healing it from there. I think Gentle's like, I, uh, like increasingly like nervous about this, especially seeing how frazzled Jaron uh, is, but like just trying to focus in as much as they can. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, you put your hand of healing upon Oka's chest and Oka. You feel like a sizzling. Everything was sort of like getting dark. It was almost like you were falling backward through voidless space. Just looking up, up, up at this little screen in the distance where you sort of see a familiar face, blurry, uh, dark brown skin that turns green toward the tips with these horns. This 
soft white hair falling. You feel it tickling your face, but almost like you're not a part of your body anymore. You're starting to feel very far away from your body, actually, Oka. And then you start to feel like like this rushing sensation like all around you as something seems to like forcibly push your consciousness back into your body and that screen gets bigger and bigger and bigger the the faces come into closer focus you see like a blue skinned person with this like curly darker blue hair framing their face like maybe this like anxiety sparking in their eyes uh, as gentle as administering hand of healing you start to come back into your body sit lolly what are you doing i think i am frozen looking between that and where Mercy ran off. But from where I am, I can cast Mass Healing Word, because uh, okay. that has a range of 60 feet, and that will heal... Because I also know we all got kind of fucked in the Dream Shield, so I'm like, well, if there are more attackers, that would be bad, actually. Um, so that is 3d8 plus 9. 27 points of healing to everybody. Nice. Myself what does that included. look like and feel like, Sitlali? I think it's a lot more anxious than it normally is. So the weave is like particularly tight, especially with all the activity, I think, that's like going on in the area. And they just kind of clutch at their holy symbol and like wave a hand almost over like the scene in front of them while also trying to be as observant as possible. But also it's dark, so it's hard to see anything. And then I think I finally make up my mind and head over i start walking over to oka and everyone else okay all of you feel this like surge of like magic ripple through the weave and you know all of if through the injuries you sustained in the dream shield you feel them sort of start to stitch themselves up and oka i think sit lolly's magic is what finally punches you back to the surface of your subconscious and you gasp back awake into your own body what do you do <laughs> Uh, 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 and Oka just like sh- shoots, I think, up off Jaron's lap, and the the wings that are tangible now and made of feather and bone instead of mist and starlight, and they hover there for a, a moment. And when their eyes blink open, one of them is also shot through with a bolt of red lightning, and it kind of sparks off their body as, as they Lianya, Lianya it, 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 it hurts and they look because if Jaron was holding them kind of from behind they see gentle and then they swivel and see Jaron am I I'm so, are we are we dead are we no, dead? okay, you're... No, 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 it, it... And they kind of... Their hands smacks against their chest. It's gone, it's gone. It hurts. And then they... Their head swivels again. Sit lolly! Sit lolly, sit lolly, sit lolly. Sit lolly. It hurts. Please, 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 sit, sit Lolly. I, 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 I need you. I, I need you to do something. I, I it, it hurts. I think it's gone. I, I think they took it. Sit Lolly. I, it's, it's gone. Look at me. What did they do? I think they, it's not. 
It's the soul. My soul. I think it's gone. I think they took it. It hurts. Can you two give us- Can you two give us some room? I say looking at Jaron and Gentle. Please. Are are you sure? Yes. Please. Okay. Sit Lolly. And I kneel down next to Oka. Sit Lolly. Please. And, um... Please fix it. Please. Can I, what, can I see what I can do to fix this? Can I triage this? Okay, why don't I make an arcana check based okay. on what Oga's saying? Okay. That's a natural 20. Oh, uh, so cow. 27. What does it look like as you're assessing Oka's body? I think this is something that hasn't happened before. And I think as like they focus in on the wound and they kind of like peel back some of the bandages because they have to get a look at it. I think the star like features that are you're not quite ta- not sure if they're tattoos or birthmarks or like have to hashtag just changeling things. Um, I think they sort of sparkle in a way that they haven't ever before in like this as the weave is like undulating like some shit is afoot. Are you getting in proximity to Oka, or are you continuing to stand there? Uh, oh, the yeah, no, the I, am, I am at Oka's side, like, on okay. my knees. At Oka's side, on your knees, you assess the situation, you pull on the threads of the weave that are sparkling around the hole in their chest, and it's like everything just sort of, poof, there's like a zen moment, as everything else just falls away, and like, we see sort of like, in you, as you cast this magic, like, the grove just like, Turned a starless dark. Jaron, gentle, fade out of existence. It's just you crouched there, uh, limbed by light above Oka, who's sort of panting and moaning in pain and grasping for you, calling your name, Sitlali. And gods, part of their soul is gone. Do I feel it anywhere nearby? No, but you're pretty sure you know who took it. And as you, like, focus on that, like, empty abscess in the center of Oka's chest, not just a literal hole punched through their body, but a metaphysical one as well, the image of that, like, bronze mask and that dark hood swims in front of your face. And it's just a hole. It's not, like, full of something new. No, it's not. But uh, this, uh, Sitlali, with a natural 20, this should not be possible. It should not be possible to tear a soul apart. Aside from, like, the process of becoming a literal lich, it is even nigh impossible to tear your soul out of your... Like, even the, 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 the process of taking a whole soul out of someone's body is extremely dangerous. Taking part of a soul out and taking it away is, like, unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. And you have no idea how that's going to affect Oka or if they're going to die soon or anything about what that means about them. I think I sort of come out of that and put my hands on either sides of Oka's face. They did not get all of it, but they did get part of it. (laughs) Is it still there? Is he still there? Is is Vanash still in there? Is Vanash still here? As you say that, uh, as you invoke Vinash's name, and as all of you hear that god name fall from Oka's scarred, broken-apart lips, you all 
Uh, the hair on the backs of your heads begin to rise again. Uh, as this clearing begins to fill with static electricity, little bolts of lightning. Just a little bit at first, but then growing more and more frantic, begin sparking off of Oka's skin. And all of you see Sitlali, you're the one closest to, to Oka to this nexus point. You see that like jagged uh, red bolt that has gone like split one of their like eyes in, in half, just sort of start, start to glow and pulse in tune to like the static jumping off of their body. Um, and uh, I think a rather large bolt just stray one just shoots off of Oka's right shoulder and like splits like a bamboo, a copse of bamboo trees in half straight down the middle. As Oka, you continue to say Vinash's name, you start to lose control of Vinash within you a little bit, I think. And all of you hear pouring out of Oka's mouth, almost in like a double speak, like a voice underneath their voice. Even as they're speaking, you hear another voice come in and begin to rise in volume saying, Pain hurts. Uh, it hurts. Uh, I need, I need healing. I need magic, please. Uh, I'm so scared. Help. Duran. Gentle, get the fuck back. And I just kind of, I try to, I keep my hands on Oka's face. I have one question before I do this. <laughs> Anything, any, uh, <laughs> Was the stranger war real? Uh, as Oka's eyes fly wide at that, the voice that rips out of their body isn't theirs. It's that same crackling, growling, double-layered voice from earlier that just says, uh, uh, You. No! No! The stranger! It! No! They're gone! Where are you? Sinaksha! Tristi, please! Uh, and... I think there's like a massive explosion of like electricity and all of you hear like the like almost like a Tesla coil like starting to like power up like some grand machinery all around you begin to like thrum and feel the air around you and sit lolly your hair is like whipping like a flag in the wind all around your face. Jaron and Gentle who have picked themselves up and are standing at the periphery. Your hair also starts whipping. You know what I mean? Like, like, like almost like a tornado starting to whip up with Oka as the eye of the storm. And the bolts of lightning get bigger and more frantic. Um, as this thing within Oka, Vinash, is, is reaching out for you, Sitlali. The name of the stranger seems to have whipped it into a terrified frenzy. What do you do? Okay, maybe that was a bad time. Um, and I go to cast heal at six level. Okay, how does that work? So the way heal works is just an auto seventy HP back. But I okay. think something else might happen. What? Uh, what happens to Lolly? Okay, do you want to take it? Yeah, yeah. I think in the terror, as Oka starts to become a literal vessel for the fear of a god of rage, they, their hands clamp against Sitlali's wrists uh, against that are like still touching their face. And they look up with hunger all of a sudden. You can, f you can fix it. You can fix it. Yes, 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 that, please. Uh, and it's 
this like small smell of uh, necromancy, right? As Oka's blood literally also starts to like lift off the ground and twine their arms to like holding them together. Uh, and Vinash starts to not take heal, but to cast life transference instead. At sixth, sixth level. level. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to roll the dice, Sitlali? Yes. See what, yes, see what shakes do. up? That's going to be 78 necrotic damage. Yes. Yes, it is. Do, 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 do. I rolled really well for this, which is normally a good thing. It does 48 damage to me, and it heals Oka for double. So that's 96. Yeah. Okay. Does that drop you to zero, Sitlali, or are you hanging in there? Uh, let, me, let me see. Well, I'm glad I healed us. Uh, no, I'm fine. Okay, good. I mean, not fine, but like, <laughs> I am right. up. Right. So, Sitlali, why don't you describe to us what this looks and feels like? So, it starts like a normal heal. Like Sitlali, all of Sitlali's heals do where like the mat, the, well, I guess Oka hasn't really seen this because it's new TM, um, but the like sort of multicolored pastel neon, it's both, I decided, um, and energy just kind of starts to envelop the wound and like the wings and all of the damage that like they can see. And then... I think it takes on like a an uncontrollable red sparking kind of energy to it as like Vinash kind of hijacks that and I think there if I may there's probably some lightning TM involved yes, um, yes. <laughs> um, and Sitlali kind of gasps and their eyes go wide as they take this massive amount of damage okay uh, the little, like, bonds of blood rope that have sort of whisked around your limbs spark with electricity and sear through your body, right? And, like, the, the prismatic colors that were, like, originally drifting, like, off of you to, to heal sort of, I think, shatter in the air in, like, a cavalcade of red lightning and a thunderous boom, poosh, and there's, like, a final, like, explosion of thunder and lightning that just emanates outward from where Sitlali is holding Oka. And Jaron and Gentle, you're blinded temporarily by a huge flash of red light. And like, maybe you're like blinking your eyes to adjust. You can barely hear your own thoughts like above, like the howling of these gale force winds that had begun to rip, whip up. And then it starts to die down. And Sitlali, you feel your hair like ripple and then settle with like eerie limpness, like against your own body. And Oka, you feel like so relieved. Uh, and you, like as like this hole, this literal hole, uh, physical hole in your torso, like stitches itself up with like the life that Vinash has seized forcibly from Sitlali. It's just like an odd sensation as sternum cracks into place, vessels um, re-adhere, blood starts flowing back in the right direction and muscles sort of contort to reform around that hole blasted through your sternum. And Sitlali, as the blood from Oka's like coiling ropes sloughs off of your arms and splashes wetly against the ground again, what's left in the wake? How are you different now? I think where all of those blood ropes are, or were, 
are just these deep lightning scars that they get the sense they might not be able to change their way out of. And they just kind of look down at themselves and look back to Oka with like, Oka, you have never, in your entire time that you have known Sitlali, you have never seen her afraid of anything. She's always very good at affecting that blasé bored attitude. And I think for the first time you see actual fear in their eyes. And when Sitlali looks down at Oka, one of their eyes is crying. These like thick gold tears just coming down their cheek as the other one like flashes with this dull thump of lightning from this storm. I said, stop, let them go, please stop. And you get the feeling that they're not talking to you as Vinash gets pulled back down into their chest. I said, leave them alone. I said, leave them alone. Oka, the last thing you hear uh, in your own head, I don't know if anyone else hears this of Vinash. Maybe Sitlali does because of the connection that was temporarily formed. Only Sitlali and Oka hear Vinash Vidash's final words before he settles back down into your soul is, I'm okay. I'm okay now. Saraksha, Thristi, where are you? I'm so scared. And then he settles back into your soul. Is Sitlali still holding on to them? Or have they dropped their hands away? They're still, they are frozen, but they're also like shaking. Mm Mm-hmm. Oka can feel Sitlali's hands, I think, shaking against their face. And unlike the first time that they grabbed her, Oka's hands, like, rest on top of Sitlali's. And they try to cast their pitiful-ass healing hands. And this, like, little bit of, like, strangely warm coming from Oka... You know, this almost like halfway starlit <laughs> little bit, like the like kind of almost like the gold tears coming down their face, just like seeps into your fingertips. It only heals you for ten points of da- eleven, excuse me, points of damage, but a little bit of warmth seeps in, and then Oka slumps, kind of back down, like curling in on them on themselves. <sighs> And the, like, the two big wings broken back into place, I think, now behind them, like, fold all the way in and, like, almost just, like, wrap themselves. They kind of, like, almost wrap themselves up in this, like, big feather as they start to just sob. I think Sitlali just kind of sits there for a second and then just looks at Oka and says, well, that's not the one that's supposed to be in you, is it? No. No, it's not. And it's like they're moving through a dream, right? Like, they kind of like, because they were just completely broken, and now they're all, all the way back, but there's this like heavy, heavy emptiness, and they look exhausted. 
Oka too was always really, really good at affronting this attitude that they could always fight, that they were always down for a fight. They could always bite back, but they look so tired and they like kind of just the wings unfold. They kind of struggle to their feet and each step looks like it just takes a few more years off, you know? And they look back around at the clearing at Gentle and then at Jaron. And they stand there for a long moment, this like new tattoo glistening, like it's physically warm underneath their skin. I still shot through with this red bolt of lightning, new scars, old scars. Hair still cut short the same way. And the wings kind of just like ripple for one moment and start to disappear again, leaving just a handful of like feathers on the ground behind them. And they just look at you, Jaron. I think the point at which Oka had started to stand up, Jaron had like taken, uh, like hurriedly taken like steps forward to try and catch them almost as if they were afraid that Oka was going to fall. And like, you can see that Jaron's hands and arms are like covered in your blood at this point from when you were bleeding out. And they were trying so badly to like wrap your body in these like makeshift bandages. And so I think they like come up to you and they're just kind of holding like your elbows almost, I think in like a supportive way. And they just kind of look at you with this look of, surprise i think like they don't quite recognize you but even within that i think there's a sense of familiarity kind of buried deep inside there somewhere oka i think flinches the first time that jaron touches them like they're scared not of jaron but of the same thing happening again but when the god stays quiet they soften, which I don't really think has ever happened before. And they just take two steps. You're holding onto their elbows. They just take two steps. And they put their head on Jaron's shoulder. And they just lean against him. And they say, I'm so tired, Jaron. I'm so tired. It's okay. And Jaron, I think, like, wraps their arms, like, around Oka to hug them and, like, hold them gently. You can tell that they're kind of afraid of, like, putting too much pressure to, as, like, they're, as if they're holding some, someone made of porcelain or china, like, clearly afraid to hurt Oka, I think, in this moment. Mm -hmm. But they kind of lean down and, like, rest their head on Oka's as well. It's okay. You're going to be okay. We're here now, and we, we can talk. We can talk about all of this after. <laughs> and it's hard to tell if that's like a, another hiccup of a sob, right? Or if it's a laugh. I don't know what talking is going to do. Sharon. Sharon, I think, pulls back from the hug a little bit at this and like takes one arm off and kind of holds Oka's chin and like tips it up to face their, uh, to face like their eyes. Then you don't have to talk. 
if you don't want to. But know that we're here now. You're going to be okay. And there's this really bittersweet expression that goes over Oka's face. As they kind of like tilt their head a little. What are you doing here? You fool-hearted hunter, what are you doing here? Stars kiss me always, right? And Oka looks like they've been caught in a... Their, like, eyes kind of go go for a minute. Uh... (laughs) I, uh... Yeah. Stars kiss me. Dreams leave me never. And then Jaron leans in to kiss Oka. And for those of you in the audience, um, as per per C, uh, Stars Kiss Me Always is a line from a two fable that Oka was using to teach Jaron how to speak two. I think the direct translation would be something like, um, our love is holy. You know, to speak of the stars, but it also means I love you wholly. And there's that kind of double entendre of like whole, you know, and also as divine. Yeah, and it's I really think, gay. <laughs> and I think the next line, uh, dreams leave me never. Oko, you would recognize as being the next line in that fable. And it would translate to we will meet again in another life or I will remember you. And Oka kisses Jerome their split-lipped, blood-tasting mouth. And when they pull away, still with this kind of heaviness, and then they reach up and just kind of touch Jaron's face, his jaw. You are real. I don't understand you at all. Well, that makes two of us. (laughs) Where's... Where's Mercy? Oh. And I think at that, Jaron kind of remembers that Mercy uh, was with them at all. And still holding on to Oak, I think uh, Jaron kind of like looks around the clearing, maybe like looking inquisitively at Gentle as well, as if like Gentle, like, do you know where Mercy went? No, um, I kind of go over to sit Lolly actually and just check on them. Yeah, let's say maybe when uh, while Jaron and Oko were having that very gay, very tender reunion, gentle and Sitlali, why don't y'all tell us what you were up to? I think Sitlali is just sitting there staring down at these new scars that kind of go all across their arms and I think a little bit up their neck and into their face, like a little bit. And it's hard to tell like if there's much under the armor or not. And I think they're just sat staring at their hands. I kind of just walk up next to you and uh, are, were you sitting down? Yeah. I sit down next to you, just cross leg, and I sort of offer you a couple of little like spices uh, just to help you like feel a bit warmer. Do you need any healing? Can I help? How can I help? Hey, gentle. Mm-hmm. Can I have some tea? Gentle, like, takes a moment uh, and, like, tries not to let the excitement of Sitlali asking the tea, like, belie the weight of everything. And they just start quietly getting everything. But, um, do you like, like, sweet tea or something more bitter? 
What's your favorite? Well, okay. Well, I have this like nice um, um, rosé mix that I really use. Um, I don't have it often. I save it for very special occasions, and uh, I think this absolutely counts. And I just start making the tea, and I, I think, just kind of sit next to you, and just give you a sense of feeling. Um, I know Mercy's okay. Mercy, and you see their eyes get huge again. Fuck. I... And they kind of go to stand up, but I think there's, like, a new sensation that they're taken off by, and they just kind of grab their chest and stay where they are. And then I cast Sending to Mercy. Because I have that spell back now, Lonely. Get fucked. Um... (laughs) (laughs) and I just Mercy where the fuck are you are you okay get the assassin can she respond telepathically or can she only receive it okay she can respond okay Uh, all of you hear Mercy respond uh, because she is stomping through the forest like a fucking rhinoceros on our way back to the clearing. You hear from like half a mile off, I think, uh, like crash, crash, crash. And all of you hear Mercy's booming voice just explode across the clearing from maybe like 500 feet off. That motherfucker! And like you all hear like her like smashing like nearby fucking like bamboo stalks and maybe also like crushing a boulder with like her huge like sword and until she finally like stomps into view of the clearing um and just jabs her massive great sword like a fucking grave marker like like straight into the dirt uh, and all of you see that she is drenched in sweat she doesn't look harmed but she's drenched in sweat she's panting really hard her like ponytails come a little undone so it's a little frizzy like around the base of her neck um like her tunic is like plastered to her collarbone and she just looks like pissed off ah the motherfucker got away i don't even know how or the trail just ended which doesn't make any sense because i didn't feel the weave snap or anything like they were casting dimension door or whatever the fuck oka tabali and it looks like mercy doesn't know who to go to first like between Oka and Sitlali, like who's more fucked up, and like she sort of stalls in that moment. Uh, mercy, mercy. Ah, uh, gentle. Yes, uh, Oka. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, gentle. Sorry. Go ahead. There's a lot of things happening right now. I just sort of like pat the ground next to Sitlali. I think Sitlali could use a little help, and I'm making tea. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Sean has Oka for now. Okay. Right. Oka, not dead. Upright. Alive. Good, good, uh, good. Hello? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Mercy, like, lifts up a hand like she wants to, like, pat you on the back, Oka, but then, mm, mm, like, curls it up into a fist and, uh, uh, and as her hand is kind of, like, raised like this, Oka, you know, like, was really leaning on Duran for support. Just kind of, like, shifts over and, like, slips underneath her arm and hugs her around the waist. And, like, their head also just kind of goes into her chest, you know? <sighs> Poor, sorry, blood-drenched little gremlin, come here. Uh, and Mercy, like, wraps you up in a big hug. Like, her arm comes down and she squeezes you. Oh, a little too hard, a little too hard. Uh, maybe when you make, like, a sad little squeaky lamb noise, you're like, oh, like, like, releases you a little bit. And, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, God. Great. Eight. What the fuck did they do to you? 
We weren't ready, Mercy. I don't think we're ready for that. And okay, kind of pushes off her a little. I think I'm in a little too deep now, Mercy. I think I fucked up. Hey, 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 hey. And like Mercy sort of like squares her hands around your shoulders and like looks down at you like with this like really intense look in her eye, right? And she's like, says with all seriousness and like there's not like a, like a, like an ounce of sarcasm in her voice when she says what comes out of her voice next, which is, hey, what do we do when we fuck up in the hounds? We fuck? N- no, no, no. We pick ourselves back up and we do it again. Because, hey, we, we're all just a bunch of fuck ups. All right. There's nothing wrong with being a fuck up. Step number one is to fuck up. Step number two is to learn from it. Step number three is to do it again, but better. And hey, you're not. This isn't. You're a fucking paragon, Oka. Why didn't you tell us? What? How the fuck do you know that? It's a long story. It's you're okay, right? They're okay. And Mercy like casts her glance around the rest of the hounds. And I think Oka kind of also looks over their shoulder and they're looking with the same eye with the red lightning through it at Sitlali and they can't look at her for very long. Their gaze like kind of pulls back down. I think Sitlali without looking up just kind of says in the same very deadpan but like you can tell it's not like the affected deadpan they normally do. It's like a legitimate deadpan. Um, That assassin got part of Oka's soul, which should not physically or spiritually be possible. What? (sighs) We can get it back, right? Yeah, right? We can just... There's gotta be a way to... Right? And try a couple things. If anyone can do it, you can do it, Sitlali. It... What happened to your arms? Your neck? No. No, we don't have to... No. It'll eat you, said Lolly. Which part? Because I've already had things in my soul too, Oka. It's eating me, said Lolly. It's not right. That I can relate to. I can't control it. I could tell how hungry it was. How deep your magic runs. Could feel the way your heart beats. Intertwined with the weave. It would have kept going. It wouldn't have been enough. It's split off from its other heads and all it knows. All we know. All all we know. No. 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 It's, uh... But I would have let it. I wouldn't. <laughs> what are the four of you doing here? What... What is this... <laughs> We were following you. We were trying to find the Paragon of Sen, my ex-girlfriend, the angel. Uh, long story. Oka, it's a really long story. Yes, gentle, I see your hand raised. First off, Oka, it's really nice to see you. I haven't gotten to say much yet. Um, but also, we've been looking for you. Um, for what it's worth, we believed you were Paragon. And it hasn't been easy, but... You know, the hounds don't leave hounds behind. Hi, gentle. 
It's good to see you. I... And Oka tries to stagger over. Uh, and I think they use either Jaron or Mercy kind of as a... Like, as a weight, you know? They still feel very unsteady. And they kind of settle into a heap next to Gentle. And they start going through one of the, like, leather pouches on their bag. And they pull out a kind of sad bunch of uh, crumpled and dried tea leaves. I'm sorry, these look horrible. They're really special, though, I think. They're, like... I don't know, Manaya said that there were like only a few of them left in the world. They're supposed to be for bad dreams. Nobody really bruised them like you do. I've been holding on to them for a while. Thank you. Um uh, I, I I'm making tea right now. It's almost ready. Um it'll help. It's my my favorite one from home, but uh, um Gentle, I, I missed you so much. Uh, and Oka wraps their you. arms around Gentle if they'll allow it and pulls them in for a hug. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hug you back and just, you can lean on me. I am still taller than you. <laughs> please don't remind me. I'm in a very, very shattered state, Gentle. Please be nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And they pull back again and they look at Sitlali. I can't really tell you how much it hurts, Sitlali. I don't think I've ever felt something like this before in my life. But I know one thing that could be worse. It'd be taking you out of this world. And I won't have it. Do you understand? I won't. I'm sorry. Your hands, I'm... I'm sorry. I'll be. I'm gonna try something. And I think Sitlali goes for their water skin. And then we're, like, kind of with their bare hands, just kind of digs out, like, a pool, sort of, and pours just the, it's just plain water into it. And I think they're going to go for a divine intervention. Okay. Uh, which I have to roll an 11 or lower. Okay. And also, the, uh, I'm yeah. just going to say, you do have two points of personal inspiration. That's it. Go ahead. Good to know. Um... <laughs> And they, the, the desired effect that they are asking the Raven Queen for, unsure if it will even work, if the Raven Queen even can in her current, like, form, state, whatever, restore Oka's soul from here. Okay, what'd you get? That's a five. Okay. Uh... <laughs> so Lali, you dig a hole in the ground and I think like Mercy sort of comes over carefully around to where you're like digging and just wordlessly helps you dig like she also like drops to her knees and like with her like bare hands just starts clawing out like a hole in the ground um, you pour your water in like some so mud what? pulls in uh, but it's mostly clear Oka makes a little remark are you are you digging my grave right now so Lali? I think so Lali answers for once in your life, you get a one-liner off in Sitlali. And Sitlali, what does it look like when you beseech the Raven Queen for help? I think they grasp their holy symbol that has that feather in it. And they just kind of like look at the reflection of themselves in the pool that they have dug. And they just say, 
quietly, but like everyone can fucking hear it, whatever. Um, in actually, in Raven's speech, please get it back. They need that. It's not right. It's sacrilege. And you would not stand for this. There's a silence. And then all of you feel the weave centered on Sitlali sort of spin and tighten, almost like a spindle turning on its axis, uh, as like the surface of the water begins to ripple. The weave tightens. And Sitlali, your hair begins to ripple again. And just kind of out of nowhere, like amongst like the fallen leaves and the splattered blood all over this like leaf-strewn floor, all of you see like black raven feathers sort of whirl into existence just a little bit, just a touch around Sitlali. And a voice rings clear as a midnight bell in your head, Sitlali, that says, Child. It is good to hear from you. You're close to me. I can heed your prayer. Listen closely. The soul that was taken from the child of Sen is hidden from me. I do not know where it has gone. But if you get it back, I can fix them. Do we get it back? The assassin, the same one that wishes to run a chisel through the soul of the child of Mengshen Jidi. You must help, Oka. You must prepare them and the other paragons for the first snow of winter. Well, I, yes, um, thank you. Do not thank me, child. Thank yourself. You are the way forward. I must go now. My paragon needs me. She has lost her way. Uh, and like the feathers sort of swirl around you and then die down as all of you feel like the weave begin to sort of like loosen. And like this great sort of unspooling sensation. And I think all of you heard the Raven Queen as well, but she spoke in raven speech. So if you don't speak that language, you don't know what she said. I think Sitlali just kind of falls back. Like, I think they were up on their knees, and I think they just kind of fall back on their ass into the, the ground, or Mercy, whichever's closer. And, um, because they, they've done a lot today. A lot has happened in the last 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they just kind of look around at everybody else, avoiding Oka as much as they can, and then just kind of wordlessly settle down. I think Jaron's like gears are turning in their head at that because Jaron does speak Raven speech, and so he he would have understood what the Raven Queen said. And so I think at this point they're kind of just like in their head trying to process like, okay, what do we remember about the person that we saw? Uh, like hovering over Oka about to murder them. Uh, in what direction did we see them go? Like literally anything at all. They're trying to sort of like go over it in their head to like commit it to memory so that later on, like they're basically, they like know that this is not the right moment, but later on they, they're going to go talk to Sitlali and like, we're going to pursue this. And I think Oka had almost kind of been caught up in this reverie, right? As like the weave 
tightened in this almost now like familiar way. Uh, and then like they had kind of closed their eyes and just been moved by it. They open their eyes. And they look at Sitlali, even if Sitlali does not look at them. <sighs> the last time we spoke, that was that was her. She who will not take me. They say it with a wry smile. Not your time yet. Of course she won't. How much do you all know? That's, uh, you know what? I think we should set up camp. Uh, I think we should get a good fire going. I think we should roast some meats. We hunted a deer earlier, and we can probably roast that haunch. Set up some uh, tents here. Set up a periphery. Uh, what do you think, Wuming? <laughs> and the half Kenku kind who has faded to the back of this entire interaction. You all turn, and Oka, for the first time, you see this like half Kenku woman that you recognize as one of Mercy's exes. That actually Mercy dated for like two years, and she's already like she has set up a fire. Like a fire is roaring when you all turn, and like is like starting to like set up like a tent as well. And she goes, "Oh, oh, I just figured I I would do this to to help help things out." Hello, good. It's good to see you. Wu Ming, what the fuck are you doing here? I thought you and Mercy broke up. It's a long story. Uh, why don't you sit down and we'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Okay. And Oka nods uh, and slips their hand into Jaron's. I think Jaron blushes a little bit, <laughs> but holds, holds Oka's hand. The fire burns merrily. The smell of cooking meat filling this clearing as Wu Ming dutifully attends to a roasting haunch of a deer that Mercy hunted earlier this week. All of you sit around this fire, nursing mugs of hot tea or warm cider or, in Mercy's case, ice-cold beer that she swigs continuously out of a flask. Tents have been erected. A perimeter has been set up with torches, and Wu Ming actually very attentively cast alarm around your campsite, just to make sure that any other creepy crawlies or paragon killers would not intercede for the rest of the evening. And as Mercy sort of like perches atop a shaved down boulder, next to Sitlali, whom she always keeps one hand on the back of, sort of leans into her partner and says, so, uh, how much longer do you think it's going to take Oka before they're okay after Raven Queen stuff helps restore them back to full soulness? How long do you think it's going to take? It's going to take until we find it. Okay, no problem. So, and Mercy turns to address the rest of the hounds, including Oka. After we get your soul back, Oka, you're coming with us to Dabathati. There's a puppy situation that we need to take care of. What? Uh, Bud, uh, you didn't get to meet Bud, but Bud is, Bud is, uh, like, oh, Bud, Bud is my, my pride and joy, and we need to go rescue him. Uh, it's a dire wolf puppy that Gentle rescued in Morose after the Cataclysm, immediately after the Cataclysm, they've grown close. I met someone in the court, one of the Duke's Root Sweetbreeze actually gifted Bud with sentience and the ability to speak common, as well as Morosey, I think, oddly enough. Wait, I thought we didn't go to the court. Uh, what? We had to turn down so many job offers because we 
and Oka kind of glances at Sitlali and then kind of shuts up. You know, the insinuation that we jobs turned down because Sitlali wouldn't go to the court. Ah, uh, you know, we, uh, well, Sitlali had a, uh, why don't, why don't you tell this part of the story, Sitlali? I think Sitlali just kind of stares at the fire and then gets up and goes back to that hole that they had dug because they had another idea. <laughs> I think as they're moving, they just kind of, not really, not looking at Oka, but directed to Oka, very pointed, very clipped, like, did the assassin have a name? What else do you know about them? What did they sound like? Distorted. And Oka almost like sounds like they're hunting again. It's that clarity of like a hunter. Distorted behind the mask. All of their skin was covered. They fight with chisels. And at that they pause, wince. Special ones. They called themselves the Paragon Killer. There's, there's something else. There, um, and it seems really hard for Oka to say. They're not, they're not made of, well, they're empty the way the monsters are now. Okay, that helps. What are you doing? And they kneel down in front of that hole again and will refill it with more water, assumedly. And they're going to cast scrying to see if they can see where the paragon killer is okay um, so they have to make a whiz save knowledge of the target affects the save modifier would you say that i have secondhand knowledge you saw them very briefly but you have no idea what they look like what their real name is mm -hmm. uh, or anything beyond that you just sort of know like the costume they were like get up in wait so i Mm -hmm. uh, and Oka kind of like shoves off whatever they're sitting on and kind of scrambles sadly over uh, and sits on the other side of the pond. And they just like, they bite into their palm uh, and squeeze a few drops of their blood. I connected myself to them when they attacked me and I didn't understand what was going on. At, at first, I, I, I almost forgot. It, it worked with, with Kane. It doesn't matter. It, it'll work, I think. Uh, and as they're I want to. I want to try to help this by using my brand of castigation, which is also technically also active on the assassin. Okay, I think this is what happens. Oka, as you squeeze your fist, and a little droplet of blood comes out of your hand and dyes the water red. Maybe both of you like lean over it as like the surface of the water shimmers. Uh, and both of you like feel the weave tighten a little bit, but sit lolly. You're trying to reach through the threads of magic that imbue this entire grove to like find this person and pull their face onto the surface of this mirror, this magical mirror that you've erected, but something is blocking you. It's almost like you're in the dream shield again of your own magical ability, and there's like a dark black mist preventing you from seeing them with scrying. They essentially have the effects of like a non-detection spell on them, right? Something that prevents them from being scried. But Oka, because of your help, I think Sitlali, what you're able to parse is sort of the limitations of that fog. And you get the feeling that if you're in closer physical proximity with this so-called paragon killer, Oka's blood magic might be able to ping. 
So it's sort of like Oka's kind of like a ship's radar right now. And if they're within like close enough proximity, they'll be able to tell where they are. But as the Paragon Killer is right now, they're too far away to be picked up on. And I think they kind of fall back again and just kind of sit there. No, this, this makes sense. They're hunting Paragons. They're hunting the Emperor. The Dream Prophets in the palace have been able to see that the Emperor is going to die. But unlike other forms of prophecy, they don't know how, they don't know who, because of this. And Oka kind of like taps their hand. This, the empty. (laughs) The empty comes from the stranger? Please don't, please. I paid attention in school. You might have been the only person who paid attention in school. Yeah, I was. You've met Rev, I assume. How do you know Rev? Is Are you your new friends, Paragons? Uh, not... What? Uh, and it rubs the back of their neck. Uh, yes. Putting your faces on posters. And that was not my idea. Traveling together in a group. Easy, easy pickings for something like this. And who would want to do something like this, Sitlali? Who would want to kill a paragon? That I don't have the answer to. But they tried to kill you, didn't they? It's the eye, isn't it? How do you know that? I saw it in a dream. What kind of dream? Uh, and Oka, like, again, like, push it, like, they're just kind of ping-ponging themselves back and forth now. They, like, push off again. What dream? How? What kind of dream? Uh, I think Jaron kind of, like, reels back a little bit at Oka, like, suddenly crawling over. It was... You were there. Just like you look right now, I didn't quite recognize you. But I knew, I knew it was you, of course. And you looked scared. And you looked at something behind me, and when was I there turned, blood? did you see the battlefield? Were you were you on it? Were you one of them? No, I I I don't know what battlefield you're talking about. But yes, the eye was bleeding. It was larger than anything I've ever seen before, and it was crying blood. And this long peal of electricity just goes, <laughs> uh, and just kind of like up into the sky, and uh, sit lolly. <laughs> So Lolly reels back at that. Uh, I. But you weren't there. You weren't on it. You're not a. No, no. I. It. Do you see it? In your dreams. That's how we figured it out. All of us, the same dream, every night. And you've made yourselves easy fucking marks. Jaron shoots at Lolly a look, like daggers. Said Lolly doesn't even glance over. Gentle, are you still raising your hand for talking? Yeah. Um, when did you start having those dreams? The first time we got close to a shard. I assume that if you know about the paragons, you know what it is that I'm carrying around inside me. The pieces of the gods that remain. The shards. As soon as we got close, that was it. Every night, since we got to Dabathati. Go ahead. 
I didn't want to derail, but I've, I I want to ask a question I've been waiting to ask since uh, you left. Why? And Oka looks really, really sad. Like, they look confused and startled for a moment. And they look down, and when they look back up, the heaviness mingles with this melancholy, I guess? I've died before, gentle. Here. Almost exactly right here. Eight years ago. I was killed by a holy monster. And I came back to life. And then I killed the holy monster. And I left. And I haven't been back here since then. I don't know (laughs) what it is about me or about fate that pulls me away from people that I love. I didn't want to be gone. I didn't want to be gone for so long. But I was afraid. I knew where you all had been. I knew that you were on Zima. I heard what happened in Moroz, and if I had gone looking and you weren't there, then I don't know. I couldn't. It's easier to keep you alive in my memory than to be proven wrong. And I, I was scared. I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. None of us did. I don't think anyone would have expected the world to end right after you left. And for what it's worth, I mean, things happen for a reason. You are a paragon. You're helping save the world. And we all met each other again. So maybe things have a weird way of working out. I wouldn't exactly call this working out, gentle. And Oka, surprised, kind of turns and looks at Jaron. Um, you've had a long day, I think. Can we talk later? Later, like... Just later. Before you need to go wherever it is you were before. There's just something right. I'd like to talk to you about. Right, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, that's fine. Uh, and Oka looks kind of sheepish. I didn't want to leave forever, gentle. I, I wanted to come back, but I'm not, it's not done. Oh, I, I believe you. I, I think I'd see you again. I mean, it was not easy, but we are, I, I, I don't know, I just, I tend to believe that when you care about people enough, you'll see the people you care about again. That's why I'm going to get Bud back. That's why you're here. Will you tell me about Bud? Uh, I grabbed like one of the little wooden toys that it, he chewed up back in the ball, and I'm just like, uh, so, um, do you remember when we first met? Um, do you remember the, the direwolf you and, uh, Mercy were trying to hunt? Of course I do. I thought you were such fools. Yeah, well, I wasn't because I healed her and she got better and she even had pups, which uh, Mercy absolutely uh, gave milk to one of them one day and she told me never to tell, but... No, I did uh, not, gentle. You did, and you named Bud Runt then. But, uh... I would keep an eye on them whenever we were in Moreau's. 
and um, unfortunately, uh, after the cataclysm, Bud was the only one to, to make it out. So I took it upon myself to keep an eye on him and teach him how to be okay and be strong. And then he could talk, so he could talk to me back and felt kind of like a kid to me. Like, like I, I don't know, I felt more like a parent. And then I, and like Gentle starts fidgeting with her hands more, like clearly getting more nervous as the, the story goes from happy to sadder. Um, and, and then at Nabal, I trusted someone I shouldn't have, and they took Bud, and Bud's okay, but now we have to go get him back, and um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how I feel about losing Bud yet. I'm not happy uh, at all, but I, I just really want to save Bud. It's like you told me, Gentle, right? You love mm-hmm. Bud. Bud will come back to you. If Bud's missing, then what are you all doing here? You're the paragon of sin. We had to find you. Why? At that, Mercy sort of like pauses and like looks at Jaron. You know, uh, you know, maybe now's a good time for um, sit lolly, gentle, wooming. Uh, I need to talk to the three of you for a moment here. Uh, why don't we... Uh, <clears throat> and very awkwardly, uh, Mercy gets up and tries to like herd the rest of the hounds away so Jaron and Oka can have some privacy. Subtle, babe. Real subtle. Hey, um, I'm good at a lot of things, but subtlety is not one of them. That's what you're here for. Yeah, no. I should teach you how to oh, no. talk to people sometime. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Wu Ming, do you want to talk about tea? And, like, I can show you some of, like, my tea collection. Oh. Uh, and you notice that Wu Ming has actually, while your back was turned for, like, two seconds, is, is like, looking through your tea stuff, like, at your waist. Oh, oh, yes, of course. I would love to learn more about tea. I, uh, yeah. And Gentle, like, walks away, sort of hyper-fixated and excited. Just before they walk away... Sitlali kind of, like, very conspicuously grabs Mercy's hand and, like, looks back at Oka and for the first time makes eye contact and goes, Oh, by the way, while you were gone, I'm second. And then turns back and goes off with Mercy. But it's just because you were gone, Oka, and Sitlali and I are now, uh, long story, have a good talk, yeah, mm-hmm. What the fuck? As I think the pe- the, pu- the hand in hand, because Oka was like, I was second, Mercy and I never held hands, right? Like, it, like it's like, bing, 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 <laughs> bing, 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 all the way down. And then they roll on Jaron. Are they... What? Yeah, yeah. I what? I don't. It happened second. kind of quickly. S- second, I'm second. Not anymore, darling. Did you just call me darling? What? Um. Anyway. Um. um I, yeah. Uh. No. It's. Did you? What? What's happening? Right now. A lot. Ah. Uh, okay. Before. Before I talk about what I need to talk about, are you sure? Are you absolutely 100% sure 
that you are a paragon of any god, let alone sense. <sighs> yeah. It's complicated, but of that, I think I am at this point sure, considering how many gods have looked me in the eye and called me a paragon. It's what I was afraid of. Um, I said and- that it was dangerous. That's why I didn't... That's why I was worried it's, you know, it's the whole thing. I think Jaron kind of moves a little bit closer to Oka and puts their hand on Oka's face and just kind of <clears throat> holds it there for a second and like rubs their thumb along their cheek. Oka, my wolf, I think that the job of a paragon is more dangerous than you think it is. This is the second time I've died this week, Jaron. I... I wish you wouldn't say that. Because... There's gonna have to be a third. What? Like... Like, gentle? What? I... No, gentle's fine. No, gentle is okay. I... Oka, no. Oka, the paragons are going to die. Yeah, we all die sometimes. Listen, Jaron, I know you like this. No, is no. That, is that like, really the point? Like, as just here now? I think Jaron like grabs Oka by both shoulders, like holds them steady, looks them in the eye. Oka, please listen to me when I say this. The reason that we had to find you is because we have to tell you and the other paragons that the paragons are not destined to just save Andake. You are destined to give your life for it. You are not chosen by the gods. You're being slaughtered by them. Oka's silent for a really, really long time. And then they nod twice. And they kind of like look like they're focused like they were really focused on Jaron's face when he was saying all of that. And then they almost kind of like blip into the middle distance, right? Almost like again in the dream, like they're seeing something like behind you that you can't see. The eight of you will die today. Right? Did you of already know? It is. I think I knew and I just Of course. Of course. Why would it be any other way, Jaron? No, no, but look, look. I know that it's fate, it's prophecy, whatever, that the Paragons have to sacrifice themselves for Undake. No, but no, I... it, it, it makes sense, Jaron. Of course it does. There has so to be an alternative, Oka. There has to be. And they fix you with this kind of odd look. John, do you know what the alternative is? Not apocalypse, not... No. No, Jaron. Why I was crying. If this is what that means, that dream, of course it is. (laughs) I was always such a bad dream interpreter. (laughs) Right, of course. If we die, if we die before the stranger kills us, for Andake, If we die before then, then the world dies. 
so do the gods. So does everything. So don't die. Until it's time. Don't die. Jaron. Jaron. You don't have this. There's always a choice. Jaron, the oh, gods God. are not kind. You don't think They're I know not. that? <laughs> They're not kind. Okay? <laughs> of course we'll die for them. This world? How would they have it any other way? You shouldn't Of have course to. we will. <laughs> Maybe not. The eight of us. Broken. Paragons. The gods have hurt me. You can see it. They touch their mouth everywhere, all the time. It doesn't stop. It doesn't. But I love this world. I love the gods despite everything. I love you and I will not let this world burn. You what? Shut up. I love you too. And I think Jerron leans in to kiss Oka again. We can cut away there, I think. Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, Coming away. Mercy, Sitlali, Gentle, and Wooming have been sort of like in their own little corner of the camp. Uh, I think there's like a moment where like Wooming's like looking through all the different kind of like tea like species and like strains that you have, uh, Gentle. Uh, And it's sort of like What's that one? That one looks lighter than the other ones. Oh, this one. Well, it, I made this one after we took a pirate ship. I sort of like mixed it with a few other things. Um, I, I've I've made a lot of tea just sort of as a sort of memento to our little adventures. Uh, and you, as you you've been talking, uh, gentle. When you look back at Wu Ming, you see that like her mouth is full of something, and she's like crunching a little. <laughs> And you see, like, the pile of of tea leaves of, let's say, your most potent stock is diminished. When you look back down at it. That's tea. No, uh, you shouldn't actually. It tastes bitter. Yeah, no, see, that that one's sort of like a, like a, like for energy. Um, because some, some mornings, uh. Working with Mercy means things get very hectic very fast, um, and sometimes I need a bit of a, a, a wake-me-up. So, um, you should not have that. You're going to be very jumpy and bouncy. Thankfully, uh, I can uh, heal you and sort of do, like, a, a, a cleanse, um, and I will use an action of healing hands, uh, okay. because it can remove poisons and diseases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you lean in to, like, put your glowing hands on her, she goes... Oh, and like all of you see your pupils suddenly like swell up to the size of dinner plates. She goes, I can see into the future as you like hold on to her and she goes, see, it's you only have a little bit of that. A lot of these are very potent just because I never know when we can make it again because we are always moving and, you know, it's always hard to like uh, see. I can give you like a sampler bag if you'd like of just a couple little ones with like the proper like rationing is that okay <sighs> yes please i would really appreciate that thank you gentle are you okay i i just want to make sure you're good i 
normally you still might be like have a little like fits of like jumpiness for like an hour or two but you you should be okay she pops back up onto her feet like shakes out like her like feathered arms goes i see like it like ripple up and down her body like like the feathers like the edges of her skin (sighs) i am a-okay and she sticks out a big thumbs up in your face thank you for the sampler uh, of course, I, I've already had the bag ready, like made, and I have like a little <laughs> ribbon. Yeah, I really just, appreciate uh, it, but you are you? Well, we're through the gene shield now, and I was hoping if, I mean, your mask, and like her, her big, like black eyes, like fall upon like the the mask strapped to your waist. It's just so pretty, and I would like something to remember you all by, and I don't want to take something from Mercy again. What did you take from Mercy? Well, when we broke up, I, I, well, I suppose you don't have to know that necessarily, Gentle. Or maybe I'll just tell you and it'll be our little secret. That'd be really fun. Uh, it'd be very fun to have something, uh, that I could, I could taunt Mercy with a little bit. I've been hanging out with Sitlali too much. Um. Wooming flutters over to your side and leans in, right, and whispers into your ear. When we broke up, I took Mercy's stuffed tiger. Did it have a name? Yes. I don't know it. She never told me, but it does have a name. I've taken to calling the tiger Mr. Stripes. I love Mr. Stripes already. I'm going to have to make a Mr. Stripes blend for a birthday present for Mercy. Um, I'm usually not um, very petty, but... The breakup did hurt a lot, so I decided to strike I, back. I I don't want to blame you, but I've Mercy's Mercy's Mercy. She, hmm. I, How mercy. about this, gentle? Uh and Wooming rifles through her pack, right? And like reaches deep in. Like her pack is maybe like the size of a small satchel, but she reaches in all the way up to like her elbow, and it figures probably like a bag of holding, and she pulls out a stuffed tiger. Uh, it looks very well worn, like a stuffed animal, like with these little button eyes, and it has a really dumb looking face, right? Like the head is way too big for the rest of its body, right? The rest of its body is kind of like shrunken down, like it was made. You're a uh, part of you is like, did Mercy make this? Uh, and like the stripes have sort of worn down, so it's mostly just an orange blob with a little bit of black on it. Um, but it's really cute. She hands it to you and puts a finger up to her lips. Equivalent exchange. Of course. Um, I I think I start rifling through my bag, and I very quickly whip up a sort of mixture of black, uh, like black tea with a little bit of orange peels for like a little bit of zest uh, that I'll call Mr. Stripes. Um, and I'll put it in a little bag and hand it to, uh, hand it to Wuming, and then just say, um, here's that, that's Mr. Stripes now, and also... I think, I, I think this mask has run its course, and I need to build more bridges. So, if I give you my mask, can you promise that at some point we will see each other again? Yes, it is a promise. Uh, and yeah, I will hand wooming my mask. She takes your mask and hands you Mr. Stripes, and like folds the stuffed tiger into your hand and tucks the mask like very gently away into her pack uh, and says to you, 
Perhaps you can give Mr. Stripes back to Mercy when the time is right. Uh, when you're not close enough for Mercy to, uh, know you did it? Exactly. Uh, of course. Where would I be able to find you again? I'm here. My job now is to be a sleep grifter and ferry people across the Dream Shield. So for as long as the Dream Shield is up, I'll be here. And if and when it ever does come down, knock on bamboo, and she like wraps on like a hollow <laughs> stalk of bamboo nearby, then I suppose you can find me at Wang Boatian's estate. Well, estate is kind of an exaggeration. Um, hovel, let's say. Uh, where we like to pull griffs on unsuspecting nobles. Were they mean nobles? Yes, I mean... You could argue that all nobles are mean. They surely didn't earn all that wealth. I I agree. That's um, where you'll find you have me with Wang Boatian. Agreed. You should. But so few people do. So thank you for sharing your mask with me, Gentle. I'll make sure to take good care of it. After looking at Mr. Stripes, I believe you. Uh, she like drrr, like flutters her her feathered uh, arms a little bit and then goes back to inspecting your tea blends. Uh, maybe on like wooming, turning to look at the tea. And cut over to where Sit Lolly and Mercy are. Mercy sort of pulled you aside, you know, off to your own little corner by maybe by Mercy's tent, and she sort of like um sat on like a stump nearby next to you. I think if it's okay with you, Sit Lolly, if you'll let her, she's like trying to like hold your hands and or arms in her own very gently to look at them. Yeah, I think so. I think Sitlali is, like, stiffer than normal around Mercy. Like, normally they're quite relaxed, but she is very tense for, you know. Right, of course. Uh, Mercy holds one of your arms in her hand, and she very tenderly, like, traces her fingers over, like, the newly exposed lacerations, right? Like, all the way up, like, the, like the burn and scorch marks and the lightning scars. Is it Lolly? Uh, what happened? You think I pissed off the god of rage? Uh huh. The echo of Vinash that Bravi said is in Oka now, right? Right. Uh huh. What did you do? Why were they so mad at you? Weren't you just trying to help? I may have asked a question at a bad time. <laughs> What kind of question could have provoked the god of rage and lightning to do this to you? I'm not entirely sure, but it does contern- can, um, confirm some of my suspicions. Suspicions? Go on. You remember on Under. the ship. Oh, the ship. No. Yes, of course. Yes. We saw the paragon of sin, but it wasn't Oka. Uh-huh. Yes, and it, the shadow thing. Yes. And they were fighting. Uh-huh. And Jaron saw that eye in their yes. dream. Yes. That's that's the stranger. The stranger war happened. It's real. The stranger is real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh hey, 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 so lovely, hey. And she like places like her hand like on your shoulder and maybe like squeezes it a little to sort of like calm you down. I think they flinch yeah, I, a little. I think there's new pain there. Oh. Hey, are you okay? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. I don't... I don't know. Does it... does it hurt? Did the scars hurt? 
yes and no? I don't know. I don't know. There's... We should be doing something about this. Why are we just sitting here? We should be doing... We should be hunting them down. We should be go... We should be... We should be on their trail. We should get that piece back. Because if we get the piece back, then I can probably get it back into Oka. And then we have to get... We have to find... So, okay. They obviously haven't found Vinash's paragon if it's still hitching a ride with... Uh Uh-huh. With... With them... Then we need to find Vinash's paragon, and then we okay. need to find the god shard of Sen, and then. Okay. So we have to find. But do they have all of the paragons with them? Um, and they are just kind of starting to spiral out uh-huh, into their uh-huh. own like Charlie Day conspiracy board moment. Uh, <laughs> sure. Do you think that in that um, would it be cool with you if Oka approaches in that s- s- conspiracy board spiral time? Uh, no, we only have the Raven Queen and Mengshan Shardy. Uh, they're just going to say, and they're like, there, you know? Uh, but who, do you, who do you have the paragons of? Uh, Manaya is Mahu. Dewey is Galtanger, which makes no sense. Uh, v has Scott and Nectus. I, I was wrong. We have three, fully realized. And the Emperor is Mengshin Shurdi. And Rev is the Raven Queen. Rev is. Right. How do you... I I still didn't get that. I have something to tell you all, which is why I... Can we sit around the fire? Yeah. Yeah, let's... uh, Yep, everyone. Hey, okay. Break up. Break out. Party time is over. Let's uh, go over to the... Yep. uh, All right. I think Mercy's trying to, like, shepherd everyone, but you're all just moving. (laughs) Like, your own accord. She goes, "Mm mm-hmm. And gets up, but, like... Go ahead. I think Sitlali stays put, and I think... They just kind of fire this errant guiding bolt off into the bamboo. We should be doing something. I am tired of talking. We have Oka. That was the mission. This is the new mission. Get Oka's soul back. And what shape I am? What shape am I in to do that right now, Salami? I don't need you to do that. No. No. Uh, gentle? Hey, I... Wanna help get Oka's soul back, but today maybe we can just enjoy the fact that we're all together again. Tomorrow will happen. N- no, the four of you aren't. No, I can't let you do that. And why not? Because did you see everything that happened here today? They ripped out my soul, Sitlali. I am not going to put you in their way. I, I know who they're hunting. One, I already carried around one parasite in my soul, Oka. Then you understand. That's why we need to get it back now. We will get it back. But I will not put you in harm's way, do you understand? You don't get to make that choice for us. We managed pretty well. Um, I mean, I stole a pirate ship. I've ran, run on the lake, I've ran up buildings, and that's just what I can do. Uh, Silali did fight a paragon. Jaron uh, has uh, a special way of doing uh, spy stuff that has dubious results, but we... Gentle, we don't, we don't need to talk about that, please. Understood. All of us are very competent, Oka, and we're here to help you. We want to help you, but... 
And at that, like, Mercy turns to, like, look at the hounds, right? And she sort of is, like, standing with Oka. It's a little different here, hounds. This is Oka's home. The slumbering palace is where you're from, right? You're a prince or something here? And the fact that you can come back here, I mean, I don't know all the gory details of your past, Oka, but that feels like a big deal. And I don't want to drag my dirty boots and my bloody sword through your home if that's not what you want us to do. That's not what I'm talking about, Mercy. I... Oh. There's a man. A... A person. This incredible person. They live on the edge of the Euclid chasm, and they've been studying this. All of this. Everything. They, they knew it was going to happen. The cataclysm. And they didn't tell anyone? They told everyone, but nobody would listen. Because how could we imagine something like this? It's complicated. It's, it's, it's complicated, but they know. They know things. We've been working for them. They've been guiding us. If you went there, there's going to be another one. Worse than before. Worse than the cataclysm. She'll come back. The stranger will crawl back into Undake. That's what the dream is. The Paragon's dream. It's gentle. Then why should only uh, a couple of Paragons do it when a couple of other people who want to help can help just fine? That's what I mean. I, I kind of look at Mercy then and I just like make a cute little shrug. <laughs> I was scared. And I'm still scared of losing you, losing all of you, but I can't, I can't do this without you. Sitlali, you saved my life. And Jaron, you saved my heart and gentle you. Remind me that there should be hope in the world. Mercy, you're a fucking asshole. And I love you, and I have missed you so much. This... And they kind of, like, gesture. This is... complicated. It's not that I don't want you here, it's that I can't. I'm a ghost here. But we've been hunting... the assassin... The only reason they found me was because I was alone. I can't leave the rest of them. Sitlali, you're right, okay? You're right. We made ourselves into a huge fucking target. But together... Together, I think we stand a chance. But the four of you... If you go to Dr. Eluso, maybe you could help. I think Sitlali goes up to Oka. And gets, like, a little too close for, like, normal humans, right? Um, Good thing neither of them are normal humans. Right. Um, and puts a hand very... It's shaking, but it's, like, very firmly on Oka's shoulder. I need you to tell me everything you know about her now. So I just ate a little bit of Silali's soul, right? Uh, Yeah. Well, not soul exactly, but life? Yes, let's say life energy or tea. 
Uh, I'm gonna attempt a brain melt. I don't actually have any mechanics for this, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. What are you, you going think this to is do? Mass? You think this is a power suite situation where you can just say, I do this? You know what? I can say that I can try something. You know what, Connie? Uh, I mean, Oka is a blood hunter, right? They are intrinsically linked through blood, and they're specifically a blood hunter of the bonded bloodletting suborder. Do you understand what I'm putting down here? They can, it's like a reverse fucking uh, grim psychometry. It's a reverse okay. grim psychometry, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to project my knowledge of the stranger, the okay. images from the dream, the things that we've learned from Dr. Luso into Silali's mind. Okay, Sitlali, if you are consenting to this and willing to try it out. Yes. Okay. Both of you roll a d20, no modifiers, and tell me your result. And the farther apart the number is, the more chaotic and painful the brain meld will be. What did you get? I got a 10. What did Sitlali get? I got a 19. <sighs> Oof. Okay, that is nine places away. Nine places away, folks. Nine places away. Could you use inspiration for this? Yes, you can. Would you like to? Or do I you want will to keep do it? that. Okay. It's a finale. You're, 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 listen, your dice are high rollers. Should I try to use inspiration? Do I have it? I no, you don't. Okay, never mind. You no. So let me start two points of inspiration, though. Remember. One, yeah. That's an 11. Okay, that is just one number off. So there's going to be like a minor headache, you know, some buzzing, some nausea maybe, but that's that's it, really. So, Oka, how do you do this and what does Sitlali see? Great question. Um, Sitlali's hand like is, is shaking, right? And Oka just kind of looks and they reach out... Because Grim Psychometry just kind of works with touch. Actually, uh, their nose starts to bleed a little bit, which is not how they used to use their blood magic. Uh, and they daub at their, like, where it had, like, touched their lip before. And they reach forward and draw a circle on Sitlali's sit forehead in their own blood. And then they press the center of it, and the images flood in. What does Sitlali see, Oka? The dreams mostly the like images of the stranger um from oka's perspective i think of themselves also getting speared through with dream hunter because that was how they had experienced a lot of the dreams just like this repetition like every every piece that oka has in their mind of the stranger of the thing that crawled into their soul in green open water in the court of the like the constant nightmare, the the fucking eyes on the ship also in green open water, how it pulled Vanash right out of them, the way that they intrinsically knew that what that was. Like the snippets of conversation where you can almost see like doc like you can almost hear Dr. Oluso's the memory of Dr. Oluso's voice in Oka's mind speaking about the stranger, about the cataclysm. And then it's there. I think Sitlali stumbles because they're having a day. Uh and probably Mercy's right there, right? So probably catches herself on Mercy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of like with this wide-eyed stare, just kind of, okay, I see. 
Interesting, interesting, interesting. And it's very Charlie Day at the board energy again. Like, very much like, this is a puzzle and I am going to solve it. Uh, and they're just kind of like lost, lost in it, I think. Yeah, Mercy sort of holds you and stabilizes you and it's just sort of like, okay, hey, you're, you're okay, you're okay. They're okay, right, Oka? You didn't like blast their mind open or anything? It's just stuff that I see. Uh-huh. And where'd you learn to do mind-meld, psychic, bullshit, motherfucking blood magic, huh? When did you all learn how to talk to gods and become whatever this is, huh? While you were gone, stupid. Well, while I was gone, stupid. See, this is why you're not second anymore. Wait, um, you were serious uh, about that? Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, as much as I've missed the, the, uh, arguing, um... I had a question, Elka, namely about the other Paragons. Are they your friends, and what are they like? I think they are my friends, at least. V is a lot like Sitlali, actually. Con woman by trade. But with a surprising heart, I guess. Uh, Manaya is really tall and reminds me of you, Gentle. She's sweet. She's a sailor. Uh, Dewey is a bird. Uh, he's nice. Uh, he's kind of odd, though. He wears sandals in a horrible way. Um, that's not really important. Rev, I take it the four of you have met. We've met. Uh-huh. And Oka looks like they're going to say something. And then they close their mouth. Uh-huh. Small world. A and then the paragon of Mengshun Shirdi is the emperor of Toulon. My parent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me that two of eight paragons, that's a quarter of all paragons, are directly fucking related? Are you kidding me? What do you want me to say? I don't know. It's just it's just surprising is all. You're fucking telling me, Mercy. <sighs> okay, so which ones are we missing? Yudabathi and uh Nifuza? We know where Yudabathi's paragon is. Indabathati. V uh, The dream is complicated. Okay. We're all eight of us are there, but we can't see each other. We don't we don't we don't know who the others are. Uh, but here, because of Mengshin Shirdi, because of Mother Father, they they could show us. And then I I used V gave this woman some of her blood. It's a long, bizarre story. I don't need to get into it. Um, they she's in Dabathati. If you're going to Dabathati, you you could go. Y you could go to Doctor Elusos, and. They have so much information there. So much. And we could... It's winter. The first day of winter. Is it the first day of winter? When the One of the days of winter? When the emperor is killed? The first snow of winter. It's the first snow of winter. When the paragon killer is supposed to kill the emperor. But we will not let that happen. And then 
maybe we can go to Dabathati to get Bud and put Vinash where it belongs. That's what you need from us then. Go to Dabathati after going to this Dr. Aluso's place. On the Euclid, really. How long have they been there for? I grew up around that area and I don't remember anyone living by it. Hundreds of years at least. They're bizarre. I thought Mercy frowns. Mm, hundreds of years, really? You'd think that... Decades at least. No way. Nah, there's no way. I mean, if anyone was living by the Euclid, all the Give monsters... Give me fucking map, Mercy. Okay, fine. Mercy, like, uncorks, like, uh, her map holder and, like, takes out, like, a map of Endake and, like, starts spreading it out over, like, the ground for you and, like, hands you, hands you a quill. I'm just saying. If and pen right in the spot of Dr. Luce's. Ah, that's where the Hoofbright clan is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they fucking hate me. <laughs> yeah, I bet they would. They have an honesty-bound culture. You probably disrespected them as soon as you walked in. How do you know that? Uh, long story short, I grew up in the Euclid. Uh, I guess, huh. I guess this is something that the hounds now know that you don't about me. I don't like how you're all grinning about that. I'll tell you all about it tonight. But okay. We'll go to this Dr. Aluso. I suppose we'll talk, we'll rally, we'll gather our forces, and we'll meet up for Dabathati. I have to ask this Aluso person how they were able to fly under the radar for decades. One would think that I would have heard about someone living on the edge of the chasm. It's very unusual for people to hang out there. As second, I agree with Mercy. Good thing it was my idea, wasn't it? I'm sorry, are you still here? Um, Gentle? Why are we fighting? Um, M Mercy, this is a joke. Are you sure you didn't date them at some point? And then they, I quietly dream. What? What? No, no. I mean, uh, I mean, did that Gentle depends. just make a joke? Did Gentle just do that to you? It is because we are now friends, and I have a naturally joke, joking, and japacious personality. Thank you, Wuming. It's good to have you back. How long? It, it doesn't matter. <sighs> no, Gentle. No, I know it's a joke, but I'm just going to clear the air. There's no way I dated this Doctor Elusive person. Okay. Mercy sort of leans into Oka and goes, D did I? I don't know. I just... Did you forget about... Did you forget about Wu Ming? Mercy. And, and you didn't? You fucking liar. Of course You're I didn't. That you remember her. No, I didn't. She was brilliant. She traveled with... She was a hound for two years, Mercy. Yeah, well, okay. I don't... Uh, well, she took... Never mind. Uh, sh okay, fine. This Dr. Lucy person. How do we know we found the right person? What do they look like? You'll know. That's helpful, Oka. Thanks. They wear a lab coat all the time, okay? They will introduce themselves as Dr. Lu. So also people I... wear lab coats, Oka. No, they don't. Who have you ever seen wearing a lab coat, Ron? People, people you, who do you tell me you traveled all over Andake. Who have you ever seen wearing a lab coat? Jaron, roll a d20 for a lab coat. <laughs> roll for a lab coat. Did Kane wear a lab coat? <laughs> Wait, is a high or a low roll good? I'll decide after I learn what your role is. Wait, no, but then I want to know if I should use inspiration. Okay, eight. <laughs> no, 
You are bluffing. There's no. Yeah, actually, as you're like racking your memory, you can't think of a single person you know. Like we were near Ohanahi, and then when we were in the Red Lagoon, I swear to God, maybe somebody was wearing a lab coat. Are you sure you're not just confusing one of your role play nights in the Red Lagoon? Yep. I'm sorry. Did you just say Kane? I did. Yeah, we went in a ball. Just and I think it is at that moment uh, that you realize. Or that it comes into because everything has been happening so much. Oka's wearing one of Kane's earrings. It looks so off on their person, actually. Um, now that they're not covered in blood, there's like a really beautiful, like crystalline, like dangly earring. I think Sharon reaches out and like kind of like fingers it a little bit. Where did you get that? I uh, got it from Kane. Do you know? King? And I think at that, Jaron like touches their own earring that they got from Kane, which is actually your earring, and I think you would recognize it. You know the meme of the woman doing math? Oka's doing <laughs> that, but it is not adding up for them. Are is that where did you get that? That's mine. Kane gave it to me. I assume it's for the same reason Kane gave you that earring. Why did they give you my earring? They had more. <laughs> okay, it was... They were really helpful, actually. I'm sure they were. They were. We... Uh, the arithmetic? Oga's trying to do the arithmetic here? Wait, what? Helpful how? Did you Apparently, apparently I am the only person here who keeps a proper list of X's. No, Kane is not. No, Kane is not an X. Not that I have any X's to have a list. Your for. X took Bud. That Your one, X took Bud. That one was not an X. I stood. I stood them up. That, I think that this still is, counts. This is not about. I do not have a list. It. I. Hmm. It is Mercy is the one without a list who has dangerous X's, and I don't have. Sitlali, you're not exactly making a very convincing argument for yourself, darling. You should not undermine your second in in front of um. <laughs> their, their, um... You've met Oka. Mercy Wait, likes what does to that undermine mean? people. Mercy likes to undermine people. That's what Mercy does. Yes, but I'm different. Yes, Sitlali's uh, very different than the relationship. Okay, I had in my just previous because second. you're yeah. sleeping together does not mean. That you get special treatment. That is a gross misuse of power, Mercy. What that. would? Yeah. Hey, hey. Speaking of gross misuse of I power, second. I'm second. What are you all talking about? Second, you got fired. I didn't get fired. Jerron and you quit. fucked Kane. Jerron and Kane fucked. They fucked. <laughs> Quite a bit from the looks of it. It's like somehow Oka's still trying to do the math. <laughs> well, I I would use different words. I think it meant more to both of us than that. How about those guards? Ugh, okay. Sip Lolly. To... Should I keep going or? Anyway, Oka, Dr. Luso has information that we need. So we will go there because look, if Dr. Luso is 
everything that you say they are, if they have been studying this for years and knew that this was coming, that means that they are on top of things. They are on the ball. And I think we have a chance to stop this. I think we have a chance to to save the world and you. They'll know how to put it back together. If anyone can, they can. It can be done, the Raven Queen said so. What? She did. What? I need to fucking learn Raven speech. Uh, I'm gonna be okay. You will. We'll make sure of it. I'm not okay if you're all not okay. Oka, when the fuck have we known each other that I have ever been okay? I know, it causes a lot of problems, Sitlali. So do I. It's isn't it? It really is. Maybe that's why Mercy made you second. Okay, we're done with this conversation. Gentle, go ahead. I just want to say I think this is the most productive meeting of the hounds we've ever had. Surprisingly enough, Gentle, I think you're right. This is actually very productive. New information was exchanged. A plan has been formulated. We're all on board with the plan, right? After tonight, Gentle, Sitlali, Jaron, let's head over to the chasm. Oka, your soul can be put back together. That's what the Raven Queen said, right, Sitlali? Yes. It's doable. You, uh, you just need the shard of your soul that was taken from you by the Paragon Killer. Don't worry, Wu Ming. If there's one thing that Vinash is good for, it's fucking fighting. I will get it back. I don't doubt it. You've got the power of, what, like 10 or 11 other Paragons on your side? And the Paragon Killer, there's only one of them, right? And there's like a million of you. That's six. Just stay together, okay? Sitlali is right. You all have a huge fucking bullseye on all of your backs right now. The Paragon Killer clearly knows who you are and how to get to you. But they only attacked you when you were alone, Oka. And I bet there's a reason they're waiting until the first snow of winter or whatever the fuck poetic dream fuckery to strike the Emperor because that's when she'll be alone too, presumably. Just don't ever be alone, okay? Always take a buddy, even when you have to just take a piss in the middle of the night. Never go anywhere by yourself. That's an order. That's right. Listen to your second. I don't have a second. You do. It's me. I... <laughs> I will not argue tonight. I whisper to Jaron and um, Rosie, uh, it's good to be home. <laughs> I think Jaron chuckles and uh, just kind of like puts an arm around uh, Gentle's shoulders and squeezes. Let's have a good rest of the night together, okay? Oka, you can regale us with tales of your heroism, of which I'm sure there are many. Quelling the rage, stopping the undeath, whatever bullshit was happening at the championship that we missed because we were on, well, long story short, I'm sure there's a lot you can tell us and a lot we can tell you. We can skip the undeath, I think. And everything before Nabal. Uh-huh. I mean, don't you want to tell Oka about your exploits, Jaron? Hmm? And Mercy sort of like slings like an arm around your shoulder and like starts guiding your group like back toward the campfire where like drinks and, and that haunch is still roasting. I think when Mercy says that, Sitlali locks eyes with Jaron. 
Jaron like briefly makes eye contact with Salali before very, very quickly looking away. And I think they come up to you casually, as we are all casually moving. Um, and in Raven's speech, says to you, So are you going to tell them? Or am I? I guess I should. Because I can do it right now, if you want. Sitlali, why do you want them to know so badly? I don't think that matters. It does to me. It shouldn't. Because it clearly, none of it meant anything to you, right? That's the impression I'm getting. You want to do this here? Where else is there to do it? Maybe not right now. Oh, I'm sorry, right, because you've got your little Oka back. (sighs) Because you don't need me for anything. That's right. That's... You're the one who asked the question, Sitlali, if you recall. It wasn't my idea. But you did answer. If you hadn't asked, it wouldn't have happened that way. And what about the second time? Second time, you were you. And it still meant nothing. I never said that it meant nothing. No, but actions speak louder. You ignored me after both times and what? Went back to mercy as if nothing happened. Sid Lolly, don't project your own insecurities onto me. Fine. And they stalk away. Wooming, who is the only other person who understands Raven's speech, has been sat there looking between the two of you, their eyes glittering with delight and curiosity. And as Sitlali stalks away, they just turn over to Gentle. They lean in and they say, say into Gentle's ear, Those two have a lot of problems. Yeah. I think a lot of problems is a requirement for being a hound. I know. It's why I left. You're the smartest one of us all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Wu-Ping starts crunching on more of those, like, you don't know how they got it, but more of those, like, stimulating, like, tea leaves. I am the smartest one of you all. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Hey, uh, I think there's something, something I kind of want to do. Couldn't we do that? later like away from everybody i um what What? i'm not (laughs) talking i was thinking maybe we could have a funeral or something i wasn't kidding when i said that i died last week again and i died here the first time and i was thinking maybe we could have a funeral for the people we used to be and maybe reintroduce ourselves as the people we want to be. All right, all right, you big sad sack of bones and blood. Get on up, get on up. Let's spitball these eulogies, come on. I distinctly remember you being very, very upset when I was almost dead like an hour ago. Uh, You were uh, misremembering in the haze of coming back to life. I was completely unaffected. Unaffected by your absence, kid. Yeah, I miss you too, Mercy. Anyway, uh, Mercy sort of thumps you on the back. Maybe a little too hard, given your fragile physical state. Oh, sorry. All right, get up, get up, get up. I've got 
alcohol to pour out onto the ground for those we've lost, i.e. ourselves. Who wants to go first? You know what? As your leader, I'll go first. <clears throat> Mercy holds out like this big flask of, I think like still Kyrian beer, like from way back. <laughs> Like when you met Selim, like she still has some beer left, like holds it out, uncorks it. And you all, you all smell the really strong like stench of like f fermentation of like mare's beer, you know, fermented from like mare's milk or something. Holds it out. All right. This, you know what? This is for you, Ruth. For the girl I used to be. For the ruthless killer Hinso wanted me to become. Man. You know? There's still days where I wish I could be you, where I could be ruthless. I could just kill whoever got in my way, but that's not me. That's not who I want to be, not anymore. Because fuck it, this world sucks ass, but sometimes it doesn't. And those times, it's worth fighting for. That was a good one, right? Was that good or was that bad? What the fuck is she talking about? We'll talk about it later. All right. This one's for you, kiddo. Chasm girl. And Mercy, like, pours out a stream of beer. And it, like, splashes onto the ground. And she writes it up again and then chugs the rest. Ugh. All right. You know what? Wu Ming, why don't you go next? Wu Ming hops to her feet. Uh, and she's, like, you know, kind of vibrating from the tea leaves she just munched. And she pulls out, like, a tiny little flask and uncorks it. And you all smell, like, vodka or, like, gin or something. Some sort of, like, clear white alcohol, like, suffusing the air. She goes, okay, um, hmm, well, I tend to like myself a lot. Uh, there isn't really a wooming I'd like to say goodbye to, necessarily, but there is a wooming I'd like to say hello to. And that's the wooming on the other side of the cataclysm. When Adake is whole again, when the Paragons have rescued us, um, well, hopefully not all of them are as, well, no offense, Oka, but a little unhinged as you, but I believe in you. I believe in the Paragons. I believe in the friends of the Paragons even more, maybe. Uh, and Wooming turns and smiles at Jiran, Zitlali, and most of all, Gentle. But most of all, I believe in Adake. I believe in our eight great nations, and all the people of the realm coming together to fight this cataclysm and, and take her home back and go back to the days where Galtanger was in the sky and the eight were glimmering at night. That's what I want. So I suppose the wooming I'm saying goodbye to is the wooming right now. And the wooming I'm gonna say hello to is the one in the future when everything's okay again. That's all. And she like, go, 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 like pours out some gin and then sips it a little and steps back. I, I can go next. Um, and I sort of awkwardly stand up and I, I'm holding just a little mug of tea. I guess this is a funeral to the, the version of me that was always so full of love, but unable to let the people I saw know I cared about them. I want to be able to be me without the mask on and smile at people and look at people and help encourage people when they need it and be able to build bridges and be a more open friend. And I pour a little bit of tea out and then uh, just politely sip it and sit back down. Okay, uh, I guess I will go next. Uh, 
Jaron stands up with like I think just like a water skin or something. Um, yeah, I, I guess this is a funeral for the version of me that wasn't able to accept how they felt. And like Jaron looks over at Oka as they say that. I was angry for a long time. I was hurt and I refused to acknowledge any of that, really. And I did things that I'm not proud of to deal with that. But I think I'm in a place where I can let that go now. I think through different people, through all of you, really, I can be more honest with myself, with all of you, about how I feel. And so, yeah, that's the me I hope that you will all see going forward. I think Jaron sits back down at that. My name is not Makoya Hyen. My name is also not Okahye. My name is Okahyen. To accepting change and fighting for the love you want to see in the world. And they just kind of, again, kind of like dab at what is now like dry blood, you know, and like just kind of put their fing- uh, hands in the dirt. I think through everybody's eulogies, Sitlali has been taking off their plate armor. And when it finally comes away, it reveals that the web of uh, new scars kind of culminate directly over their heart in this mass of like writhing sort of Lichtenberg scars. I don't know who the fuck I am and I don't know who the fuck I've ever been. I've been everyone and no one. Shoots a quick look at Jaron. I don't know what the fuck happens now. That is the first time I will, I have ever admitted that I don't know something. Don't get used to it. Cheers, Sitlali. Cheers, gremlin. To not knowing ourselves because fuck it, who does? Fuck it, now drink to that. I will come back, I promise. You need an escort back to wherever you're going. Are you just saying that because you wanna see the palace? I don't give a fuck about the palace. You almost killed me to save yourself, so I have a slightly vested interest. I can help Oka back to the palace in the morning. I think we all should rest, though, for the night. It's much too dangerous to be moving at night. That seems to be where these monsters thrive, in the shadows, in the dark. They're empty, the way the shadows are. All right, then. Wind down for the night. Good funeral, y'all. Classic hounds group therapy. Am I right? This is like the fourth time we've had group therapy. Um, it really keeps happening, and it doesn't work as much as I'd hope. Well, if well, we keep doing it, and things keep happening. To be that's fair, that's true. That's true. We do keep having to process. All right. 
I said, Lolly, darling, uh, can I show you something in my tent? Can I just steal you away for a few moments? There's the night wine sound. Whoops. All right, don't get too crazy without us. And Mercy gets up and like, like steers, steers sit Lolly like toward, toward their tent um, as Wooming goes. All right. Anyone else want any more of this deer haunch? Hey, Jaron, you wanna? Yeah. Could I? Could I bum a smoke? <laughs> I think Jaron pulls out the Oka cigarette box that they left for him. Last one, just for you. Wow, it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that is. If you're going to flirt, please do it away from Gentle and myself. We are trying to have a nice evening tea with some deer haunch. Uh, I think Jaron like stands up uh, and grabs Oka's hand and pulls them into his tent. Okay. And as Jaron and Oka disappear into their tent and Mercy pulls Sitlali for probably similar reasons uh, back into their tent, it uh, leaves only Wooming and Gentle <laughs> out in the cold like around the fire. And Wooming turns to you, Gentle, and says, ah, I have a feeling that sometimes... You're left out alone when this happens in your group, so I'm glad I'm here to share some company with you this time around, Gentle. Would you believe me if I said every time? Oh, that's awful. Y you know what I I do when I used to get left alone by Mercy because she'd forget I was there? What? I'd write poetry. Or I'd sing to myself. Or I'd, I'd draw. I'd work on some sort of hobby and it would take my mind off of the loneliness. But nothing was ever as good as having a conversation with a friend. So I'm glad I'm having that with you right now. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to get better about having people um, around, and I'm really glad to have you here. And maybe I'll start writing poetry too. That might help. Why don't you give it a try? I'd love to read your poetry when we come back and meet again, gentle. I just sort of smile softly and just mutter. Um, I have not even a poem, I guess, but a line. Um, if that's okay. Please, I would love to hear it. I'm, I'm tired of the dark. I want to fight for sunrise. That's beautiful, gentle. I hope we can Thank see you. that sunrise soon together. Me too. Are you going to eat this deer haunch or... Am I going to have to finish it? We can share. Um, okay. I'll brew up another thing of tea. Please! I'm feeling the caffeine one starting to really kick in. Uh, you can see like her feathers <laughs> starting to ruffle as she like cuts a, a piece of the deer haunch away. I have uh, another one that's good to counterbalance this. It's, it's a sleepy time one. Yes, please. I would really like a sleepy one tea. Sleepy time one tea? Sleepy one time tea. It works really good. Really appreciate it, Gentle. Thank you for sharing your tea with me. Uh, and Wooming continues to cut away the deer haunch, right? I think we're gonna sort of like pull out of like this like winding down campsite uh, as like Oka and Jaron are in their own tent, Mercy and Sitlali are in their own tent, and Wooming and Gentle are sharing tea and meat and company and fire. Uh, and as we like pan up toward like the starless night sky, right, like away from like the fire, uh, we see, I think the, the sky slowly become bright. 
right? Uh, as like time passes by and like day starts rolling in, the rosy, no, the gray fingers of dawn stretching interminably across the atmosphere, turning everything bright all at once, like universal dimmers sliding slowly up in an unnatural sunrise. And as we pan back down, we see sort of like a time lapse of like, People coming out of tents, you know, snuffing out the fire, the last watch being picked up, like tents being broken down, you know, nap sacks being packed, etc. Uh, we see like wooming, like uh, helping like Oka, maybe like pull down like canvas over there. We see like Sitlali and Mercy working together to pull pegs out over here, etc. And finally, we're going to like slow down this like fast montage of like uh, wrapping up the campsite in the morning to see Oka seeing the hounds off. So don't fucking get lost. So don't fucking die. Don't worry, I want my job back. You will have to reapply. It's very competitive. I look forward to competing. And Oka actually smiles kind of softly. I will say this only one time, so Ollie. I'm glad you're second. You're a good hunter. Sorry, what was that? I didn't quite catch it the first time. I said only once. Your fault. Not mine. I get a decent example to follow. Ah, stop it. I'm gonna get a toothache from all this sweetness. Drawn, gentle, say goodbye. Come on. Um, gentle. I'll see you again. Yeah. When you get to Dr. Luce's, the tea, the, the leaves, I know they're kind of fucked up, but if you plant them, maybe you can grow more. We have a lot of nightmares. I can absolutely do that if it means I can make not just your life, but your friend's life easier. A friend of yours is a friend of mine. Mercy. Take care of them. And let them take care of you, please. You know, if there's anything these past couple of months have taught me, it's that... <sighs> yeah, I'm better off with these assholes by my side. This isn't goodbye, Oka. It's see you later. Got it? I know. I promise. Catch you later, pretty boy. Uh, and Oka's wings, uh, all t yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah wait, yeah. wait, before you do, before you leave! <laughs> I think Jerron walks up to Oka, um, rummaging in their pack and pulls out eight scrolls. I have something for you. Um, what are those? Letters. For you. I've been writing them ever since the Cataclysm, and I've figured that you should... you should get to read them. They're not always kind, but... Yeah, but neither am I. And one other thing. And Jaron kind of goes to their horns and pulls out one of their threads, and then holds uh, Oka's wrist and kind of like ties it like a bracelet around their wrist. So that we'll never truly be apart. <laughs> Stars kiss me. And I think Jaron does. And then it's Oka kind of nods, you know, two steps back. See you all again soon. And then it's wings out. Uh, like twice as big as they used to be because now that they're tangible they need to be a lot bigger to actually carry them 
uh, these like huge white feathered wings just erupt out of Oka's back and with like one, two, poof. Uh, and they go like up into the canopy, uh, right through it. And they like beat once, twice, and then they disappear back towards Dokao. You're supposed to be lying low. They can't hit me up here. Well, they did that one time. It's fine. It's faster this way. Bye. You're <laughs> Yeah, and I think like as soon as Oka's god wooming was like, I, I was gonna escort them. <sighs> Typical. Uh, <laughs> it's like Oka like flies off into the distance, leaving the hounds in their wake. And the hounds as a group, maybe I'll like turn right, to face the direction of the Euclid chasm. Mercy's shoulders her pack on and says, all right, come on, hounds, let's go. Yes, gentle, I can see your hand. Uh, I need to tell you about something called Mr. Stripes later. And then I just sort of run off ahead. Podcast editing is by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and ExplainTrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out ExplainTrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons. Azura, Bradley, Brooke Bright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Emma, Hat, Conding, Lex Slater, Purple Mouse, Scruffesis, and Target.